It's the Offix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Offix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Offix. And welcome to the UPX podcast, everybody. My name is T Davis. I have B Dag with me this evening. How you doing today, B Dag? Hey you, I'm doing okay. Actually, I'm a little sore. I did something I haven't done in like 30 years. What's that? I went BMXing on a dirt track with what? jumps this weekend. <laughs> I know, right? Wow. I'm almost 45 years old. <laughs> I was a little scared, but but couple of the kids and my daughter's got a 16 inch off-road bike so i took a few spins on that it was cool got some air oh didn't yeah yeah didn't bite it too bad nice but, uh, felt good yeah man i got some exercise myself today i think we're both exhausted um uh-huh. yeah we're just getting ready to move back into our home uh Finally. the floors are finished uh, the house is majority uh complete there's still a few things that need to be done, but uh, we started moving about half of the stuff back in, you know, oh, beds good. and couches and all that. Uh, we'll be moving in next weekend, so you'll probably hear these same complaints on the next episode. <laughs> it's exciting. Good. Yeah. Good for you. You guys have been slumming it for at least a month. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, this place is nice that we're in. I'm going to miss it. Uh, so what's been happening in Upland this last week? It seems <clears throat> like every week we are doing a podcast episode. We're running numbers, and they're never consistent with the week before because something new happened. They opened a new yeah. city. or uh, what, uh, what, what was your experience with Bakersfield, man? You mean the Bakersfield burn? Is that what we're calling it? That's uh, what I put in the title for yeah. it on the agenda. It's yeah, Oakland had issues. Um, and then they did Staten Island in a couple phases and it actually finally got going pretty smooth. And then Bakersfield was like at least a step or two back. Yeah, I would agree. It was unfortunate. Yeah, I would agree with that. And it's uh, unfortunate that they rolled it out at a time where I feel like they didn't have uh, many people on staff to really handle it. No offense to General Mort or anybody who was on hand, but I feel like the it should be all hands on deck for uh, releases going but forward. But which all hands on deck? Because when you talk about 10 p.m. Pacific time, you're talking about 8 a.m. Ukraine time, which is where the back-end team is. Right. But That's what I still, mean. I, I yeah. don't know that. I don't know... Yeah, I don't. I, what I do know is not everybody was there, and I yeah. feel like they should be for all releases. That would just, uh, I feel like, reflect a lot better on the community and help with some of the, uh, you know, outbursts and anger and frustration. Yeah, that's true for community management for sure. Yeah, 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 and to get you know to be able to to possibly mitigate whatever issues there are so what we know about what happened is and i can read to you folks who may have missed it 
the follow-up for the Bakersfield burn was during the second stage release, we experienced an unusual error rates when pushing transactions to the blockchain. These error rates peaked at between 20 and 30%, approximately at 10.30 p.m. Pacific, at which point we decided to call off the rest of the release. The team has been investigating the incident, and although we have several assumptions, we still don't have full certainty whether the root cause stemmed from the blockchain itself or from our own EOS nodes that we use to push transactions. Nevertheless, what is clear is that participants were left with a poor launch experience. We are working to resolve all outstanding support issues and will be awarding a special edition of the Bruce Shark Block Explorer to players who were in Bakersfield at the time of the release. We apologize for any inconveniences this release may have caused and are 100% committed to improving our processes. This will include additional checks and balances to measure the state of the blockchain for future releases. Then it also says, note, if you were among the players who lost either funds or sends during the release, please submit a ticket to support at upland.me. Uh, so tell me what your thoughts are on all of that. I don't know. I don't understand the mechanics behind it that well. I suggested, uh, would it work to queue all those transactions and just make sure the GUI, the graphical user interface, stays up to date so that you can keep a good user experience. And I was told that that's basically what happens already. But I don't know what went wonky because the user interface was awful. Right. Um, so I don't know what kind of backend stuff is going on. I'm trying to learn this stuff so I can speak intelligently on it. Yeah. It's pretty but, complicated um, and complex and technical i know that uh i think what you were getting at was when and i know i experienced experienced this uh along with you know many other players where you would go to mint something and it would go through the process of minting on the blockchain with the key bouncing up and down and then the property would turn you know the dark blue and the property card would would pop up you know the, the certificate of ownership but with somebody else's name on it, not your own name. Did that? Right. Did you have that happen to you? Uh, so many times. <laughs> yeah, somebody had already queued it up, and and that's what I'm saying is, even though, even though the blockchain may be too slow to record it, just queue it up, but make sure it's not mintable. You know, give me some sort of sign before I take right yeah. five minutes waiting for a send to finally go through and getting there and finding it's already minted. Right, and I, I think at the point of uh, it happening maybe three or four times consecutively in collection in collection areas, not necessarily neighborhoods, um, I retreated back to West Bakersfield and minted about maybe, I don't know, half a dozen, 10 properties, something like that, uh, just to say that, I did mint something there. How did you do with actually obtaining properties? Yeah, I think that was a good call on your part. I started off at the train station. I, I got off just a couple minutes before they were getting ready um, and minting was terrible. So I ended up going not too far over to Niles Street and 
using both my phone and my computer. I was trying to mint back and forth and see which ones would take. And I think I minted uh, eight properties 20 times, something like that. But I just hung out on a couple blocks of Nile Street, just continued try, trying to mint, trying to mint, trying to mint. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I tried going for a couple other collections too. And that's when I got really frustrated with the long send times, finding properties were already taken. Uh, then I think way too late, I headed out to some of those other neighborhoods. And I only got one at Seven Oaks at Grand Island and one in the Oaks, uh, nothing in West Bakersfield. If I would have given up on Chester Ave, I probably could have gotten at least a set in each of those hoods. But yeah, uh, to, to Upland's credit though, we were, we were giving them some real-time feedback and they canceled the release of the rares, which I'm appreciative for. That would have just been right. an absolute poo show. Yeah. California Ave and Buck Owens Boulevard. Yeah. Especially with there only being Buck Owens only needing two. Um, right. I would you imagine know, that. would be jumping all over that to try to right. uh, control it. Yeah, I got some pretty large uh, West Bakersfield uh, one of them was over 2,300 UP2 size. I, I found that's yeah. my, my, my new strategy, I think, my go-to strategy yeah. for these releases because I've accepted the fact that I'm not going to get everything like we used to. You know, Thinking back to Fresno, you, know, you had days, <laughs> days to go and collect, collection mint. You know, yeah, right. you could you could knock it out and and the release and get the you know the best the the premium ones the ones that fill multiple collections or you know if the really larger sized ones are your thing that's your opportunity. Actually, I feel like it's the opposite. The cheapest ones go first by far. Right. Yeah, that's not a bad strategy because then you can probably spend a similar amount of uh of epix and and get not the same divs but at least a reasonable right. amount of divs yeah so that's what i did in uh staten island i went after um the largest stapleton collection that i could i can mint okay yeah and did the same thing in west bakersfield um, one i think was close to 100k epix and another one just shy of 38 another one just shy of 20 you know it's nothing you know eye shattering right those aren't <laughs> super huge properties but um i feel like that's that's not a bad strategy going forward on city releases no i like that i ran the numbers on it and you don't need to spend a whole lot more money in the lower tier neighborhoods so you know if you're going for niles at a 2.14 and you just couldn't Right, but you decided to go for Seven Oaks, or let's even take West Bakersfield, even even lower tier collection. You go for West Bakersfield, you're going to be spending uh, about seventy percent more per property to get the same divs. Yeah. So if you're fighting over properties that are seventy in size, then you should be looking for properties around one twenty, and you got one that was what twenty three hundred. Yeah, up squares. 2339, yeah. 1304 Rosedale Highway. Yeah, so that's not bad. You got, uh, you're going to get better divs, less fight for that property. Oh, big brain, man. 
Well, I wouldn't go that far, right? Because I minted at least six of them in Shiloh Estates. Um, you know, just again, letting those borders get away from me. And Oops. Oh, yeah. I know that there, I'm not going to call anybody out, but um, I know that I'm not the only one who minted outside of the borders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some neighborhoods that have very interesting little uh, notches in them. Yeah, and I, I just turned around and <laughs> sold them for a loss in the in the general channel. I just okay did a little Dutch auction. It was it was a good laugh because I yeah. just kept lowering it by a thousand every every minute or so until somebody bought it. I that works. Probably took like a twenty k upix loss in the end, but it's better better to whatever. be uh, have a liquid loss than, than <laughs> yeah. land rich. Yeah. Yeah, I kept one because the, uh, um, well, it's over on Greatest Place Ave, which is just a kind of a cool name. Greatest Place Ave. Yeah, there were some really fun street or names greatest around Bakersfield. Yeah. Not Ave, just Greatest Place. It's Greatest Place. Oh, that's funny. That's that's kind of like near me. There's a, uh, there's a Where Else Lane. <laughs> oh, and really? Coming off that, there's an Elsewhere Lane. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Just, just those fun little plays, whatever. Cool, that's fun. So, what's the plan for Bakersfield? Um, where, you they think they haven't looking, told us. Yeah, have they? What? No, they haven't. What do you think? What do you think is it's gonna roll out this week? Do you think they need to? An, yeah, maybe by the end of this week. I don't know. I wanna. Well, we got other stuff on the calendar too, so. I don't know if they're what they're going to prioritize at this point because everything got pushed back because of this. I believe right. uh, the Coney Island Wonder Wheel auction was postponed. I don't know if that was bef postponed before or after, but nevertheless, it was postponed. It was supposed to be uh, the twenty third, which is today. And yeah, they, the postponement announcement was made on Friday. Uh, yeah, Friday. What time was this? I'm trying to see what time the announcement. It was definitely after the, the burn, it looks like. so. Okay. Yeah, I'm not seeing the time on here. But that might tell me that they found a bigger issue. 5.55 p.m., okay, which I believe that's central. If you hover over the date in Discord. Oh, thank you. Tooltip pops up. Yeah, yeah. So three. That was three fifty-five PST. They made that announcement on Friday. That was before because uh, Bakersfield was ten p.m. and this was made about four p.m. No, yeah, Bakersfield no, was Thursday. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. Okay. So right, this was made. This was made the next afternoon. So they postponed the Wonder Wheel auction. Uh, no rescheduled date on that yet. And then they did the uh, property development AMA uh, the same day on Friday, earlier in the morning at 11.04 CST, which would have been, what, 9 a.m. your time, Pacific? Right, <clears throat> right. Which was, again, the following morning, and they announced that the property development Spark token rollout will also be postponed um i'm hoping both of these things aren't more than a week um, 
I'm really looking forward to the property development beta that they yeah. have going up. Um, I, I didn't confirm. I just assumed that you were included in that. Is that cor in a correct assumption? They sent the emails out in two blasts and I was not in the first blast and I didn't know there were two blasts. So I reached out and asked, you know, somebody owns that prop. No, I, I think I'm confusing property development in Chicago terminal. I think property development came out in several waves. Yeah. And I did finally get my letter. Great. Uh, and a lot of those, a lot of who got chosen actually uh, mentioned how people got chosen. It was those people essentially with high engagement in the game. Right. And several factors went in and it was what the top. Was 130, I believe. Was no, it? it was more than that, wasn't it? I thought it was like top 500. Not for property development. All right. Second, well, okay. the top, the top many players were chosen based on your engagement with the game within the last several months. Yeah. Let me see if I can't corroborate. what. So while you're looking that up, uh, we were, we were told about property development way back in about June of last year and got all excited about it. So I kept saving my money for that. Um, yeah. Back when I, you know, I was trying to save 10,000 upics liquid just in case property development finally came out but uh it got delayed and then in the 2021 roadmap they gave late april as their reveal for spark and property development and then that got pushed back because here we are in mid-may uh latter half of may and we still don't have it yet however in the ama i think they said it should be coming out this week is that right yeah i believe so and okay it was 150 uh, okay. That made the beta, and the weighted Activia criteria ranged between uh, active days and app sends, and they used uh, the last couple of months as the data point for for that. And I'm almost certain. I, I know I said this in the Discord server, but I know that they weighted veterancy like very high amongst everything else. Yeah. And so I don't know anybody who has a, had a start date of 2021 that made it. I I, oh. I don't think anybody, even January 1st, 2021, I don't, I don't think anyone from that point forward made it into that 150, which, you know, there's, I, I feel like there should have been some exceptions and I'm sure that it would be, you know, a super controversial thing for me to say that I feel like the UCN members should have all been included, but I, I as am far going, as being able to experience and report on it. Exactly. And so mm -hmm. I, I am going to say that I have said that to the team in the, the UCN channel and um, it has nothing really to do with preferential treatment in as much as it does as um, these are the content creators. These are the people who are your, you know, mouthpieces for the game in the community and on online, on YouTube and publish OX and to exclude these people from features like fiat out and property development. It's just, I don't, I don't understand it. Why, why you would, you know, those should be an automatic in and for those people who, don't you know aren't a fan of that and don't like that that you can it's not like it's a 
restricted group. If you want to join right. the UCN, create some content and submit an application. I, I know for a fact that they're looking to expand it. So that, that argument wouldn't really hold water in my opinion. Um, I, I feel like they should revisit this and maybe do some ad hoc ads of the UCN members who didn't make the cut because they're the ones creating the content. They're going to be the ones answering the questions and they need to be your most experienced in whatever game feature it is so that they can, you know, be that resource. Right. And I know we haven't got a whole lot of them yet, but at some point anybody with a third party, <clears throat> excuse me, a third party web page or, or a side app or whatever that goes with it too, they possibly could be included in that list, make it, uh, right. make it a pre-approved list. So not just anybody gets in, but you know that if you've created this much content as a third party that right. you have access to the new feature to be able to integrate it into your website Agreed. accurately. Agreed 100%. So that's what we know about the selection process and who made it in. I am excited to get started. I don't know what my Spark airdrop will look like. Yeah. Um, what we were told from way back when you had just listed out all of those dates when they first started talking about Spark. Um, there was a snapshot that was taken, I believe, like August. October 20th or 21st, something like that, of, like that. of last year was, was the snapshot. It was unannounced. Uh, whatever status you held at that point would weigh into how much spark you'd be airdropped. Uh, I feel like I was a director and you were pro at that time, I believe. Yeah, I was somewhere, yeah, halfway through pro on my way to director. Yeah. Now I'm halfway through director on my way to executive. Yeah, man. It's been uh, a while. Yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. I've moved on to executive myself and nice. they have another tier that, uh, I'll, I'll be closing in on that, I guess soon. But I know that with the spud challenge, how, how did they do it? They gave uplanders one, one spud, and I know the numbers aren't going to match up, but but Spark is is a token, like right. Epix is a token on the EOS blockchain, and Spark will be airdropped, and you'll use it to stake for property development. Uh, you'll be given some quantity of it for, I think for simplicity's sake, during the spud challenges, they kept it to whole numbers uh, as far as well, no, that's not true because they gave, I think they gave pros a half a spud, one and a half, right? Right. So it was one, one and a half, three and four. Yeah. For, that's how for, it was. Uh, Uplander Pro, uh, the other two, director and executive. Yeah. I hope it's not that uh, plain for Spark. I would love to see something like taking your, your net worth of your of the status that you're in into account and giving you some fractional amount. So if you had a higher net worth at director, you would get, you know, more than just, I guess, the, the three. Um, oh, well, we know that's going to happen because they've had contests where they're giving away 0.01 and right, right, giving right, away right. hundreds of spark. Yeah, I'm hoping to see that, that they play that in somehow 
and take your actual net worth and not just make it a blanket three for, for all of directors yeah, uh, or pros right. or uplanders. Um, the difference between a pro with 101K net worth is drastically different and a pro with you know 999,999 Upix net worth has a lot more properties. Than, That's true. You know, and they're they're gonna need a lot more, a lot more spark. You know, uh, so I hope that we see that. I know that in game, like you mentioned, the in game and community events will also contribute to your your spark total if you've participated in the uh, flash challenges and the community challenges. And what else did they had have? They had a, a bunch of things over the last six months to get Spark, right? Yeah, I don't even remember anymore. Yeah. Well, if you participated in all of those, then you can expect your, I guess, balance to be a bit higher than somebody who didn't. Which is all relative, because who knows how I haven't been keeping track of how much Spark I've earned. Right, all of yeah. Those. I, yeah, we have no idea. Actually, um, so that's why I'm chomping at the bit to see uh, what my total is. So they did do an, uh, an AMA on Friday following uh, Bakersfield's release. And in that AMA, we got the chance to see the new enhanced graphics that they will be debuting for the property for the buildings, for the prop dev buildings. Uh, I know that they showed off the fact that if the enhanced graphics put too much of a strain on your GPU or or you're experiencing lag, et cetera, there is a way to toggle it off in the settings. Um, I would think that's going to be something similar to hardware acceleration in you know many of the windows apps that are out there yeah i learned something this week is if you turn off hardware hardware acceleration and brave you can't tap your pinatas you can't collect <laughs> them yeah uh, so maybe you could run upland with it off and then when it's time when you get pinatas turn it on but i think that requires a reboot of brave to go back and forth between that Right, I would I would think so. Also, luckily the pinatas, and maybe our our listeners and audience don't know this, but uh, treasure chests and pinatas, as long as you collect them, right? So it'll say you found a pinata. Click here to collect it, right? Right. So as long as you do that, you can leave it there for however long you want. Is that That's- is that correct? That's right. We still don't know how long those expire. We're guessing they never expire until you right, collect them. Right, and this would it would behoove you to do this if it were ever a like a pinata finding race, right? Or any yes. any sort of race. In fact, the in game challenges that they have that are a race where you're finding things. Um, yeah, you can lose valuable time screwing around opening your chests. Um, yeah, that's a good call. Just leave them there. Go to yeah, the next yeah. thing. Yeah, and, just uh, collect it and move on, and then you can thing. come back and collect all of those. I remember all the bats that you collected during the Halloween. <laughs> remember that? Uh, yeah, 50, 
one. Yeah. I, I came back I over the next several days and did them. I let my kids tap some. Yeah. It was kind of fun. Yeah. So pro tip, uh, if it's a pinata finding race, don't waste time beating them. Just uh, collect them and, and keep, keep, right. keep searching. Well, speaking of finding things in, in game and achievements and uh, milestones, I think we had a recent, uh, you had a recent achievement. Can you tell the audience about thing. that? Yeah, yeah, I did a thing. Um, my background, you remember from the first show, I'm a free-to-play player. I actually did put in a, five bucks to become uh, a planter, and then I put in 10 bucks to mint an Alamo Square, which I later sold for about 70 bucks, but... Uh, when Fiat Out became a thing and I got on board with that, I sold some properties and got myself back to free to play. So I have nothing in this game right now. Absolutely nothing. Yet, I, on Friday, I became the first player to hit 100 collections. Yeah, man. Collected, not held. I don't hold 100 collections, but I reached those 100 tokens i'm number one on the leaderboard i'm gonna take a quick look and see if anybody's caught up i thought for a moment that green turtle was right behind me yeah he is he's right on your heels with 97 he is but i thought we were we were both pushing on friday to try to reach 100 first and so i was i was really scrabbling uh to fill in a couple more to get there but yeah it looks like he's still three behind me and then ben 68 and then mr t davis and several other people. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I, if you look at what I've collected, you'll notice that uh, at Brooklyn is where I, I... Yeah, you really tapered off the last couple of cities in collecting yeah, anything. Yeah, big time. Bothering to collect anything. But I have everything in, in San Fran, Fresno, and Manhattan. You've got all Brooklyn, it looks like, too. Oh, do I? You do, and your Oakland is pretty caught up. You're only missing a couple things there. So Staten I'm, Island's where you really fell yeah. off, and Bakersfield, you're like, F it. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, well, we'll I'm, get you caught up. Yeah, but, I need what? Uh, well, 17, 15. maybe? Something like that? How many am I uh, missing? I see. You're 15 below me, and there's only one collection available that I haven't collected yet, and that's San Francisco Iconics. Oh, really? That's it, yeah. Although wow. I guess Main Street is available, but only one of those ever got minted by a winner, so technically that's not even collectible yet. Uh. Um, so I probably, well, I was going to say I probably got half of these minted or bought half of these on my own, but that might be even a little much. I'm, maybe I've gotten 30% of these. But the biggest thing, and, and here's my advice to other players, um, a lot of that is based on how you play the game. When you are generous to other people and you build relationships, most people have no problem. You know, after, after you've gotten no people, most of them have no problem swapping you collections, which is, we've talked about this on previous shows, but you, you contact them and you say, hey, how's it going? Uh, and this is not a cold call necessarily. Like I'm saying, this is with somebody that you've right, built yeah. rapport with. I'm not a big fan of cold calls with no, these. No, I'm not either. I, I ignore most of the time. Yeah. Kind of, I guess sometimes I just politely decline. But 
Um, no, because you want to build the relationship because right, it's yeah. worth so much more in the long term. So I'm like, hey, I see you haven't got this collection yet, but you've got this one. You want to swap and trade and we can both get the token for it. Right. I mean, the yeah. bonus is nice, too. But at this point, um, I've become kind of competitive with the token. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So that's that's really the majority of where it lands. Um, and and if you scroll down that list of the top let me take a quick look at this again. Of those top token holders, completed collections of all time. Uh, let's see. I there's very few people that I don't know in the top. Oh well, like almost down to the top twenty players. Right. Yeah. There are very few of those that I don't have a relationship with in the game. And most of those people have helped me to reach one collection or another. Yep. So, yeah, what's that term? Synergy and uh, mutual benefit and whatever other corporate buzzwords we can throw in there. But, yeah, that's where it's at. Get to know people. Be genuine. Don't be right. slimy. Yeah. Um, exactly. Don't just be looking out for yourself. But when you reach out to somebody... Uh, reach out with the idea of what's in it for them. Yes, sir. So, Are you going to be able to keep up with Chicago and Cleveland? Because uh, that's going to be another. If they do, if they do it like they did Manhattan, you're looking at like forty collections. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, we talked about Chicago last week, but there's 24 in Manhattan, right? And. Uh, San Francisco's 18, so I think we can expect at least 20 in Chicago and yep. probably about the same, maybe a few less in Cleveland. Um, yeah, I mean, I got through all of Manhattan, all of it. I've got every single collection there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure I won't be minting every single collection if they're going to do it vanilla on speculation, but uh, I have no doubt that I'll be able to find those find those collections via relationships some yeah. of those have been just straight swaps like yeah no problem put in the offer some of them have been like uh well uh, i would like to get half of the bonus when you get it and, yeah I'm, I'm, which is i'm fine. a hard pass on that you, you can be fine with that i'm i'm a hard yeah pass. i think that's that's good i've only done that one or two times because i couldn't find anybody who i had a good relationship with so i reached out to people who i had talked to before sure who i had a relationship with um, because I don't want to just trade with a stranger. Right. But if somebody, if, if I'm that close and somebody wants half the bonus for it, uh, okay, maybe, maybe, but, uh, yeah, keep growing those relationships. And maybe when Chicago comes around, I won't, you know, it'll be, it'll be completely mutually beneficial both ways and I won't be paying half the bonus out. We'll see. Um, if anybody is interested in learning more about that, feel free to DM me. Don't reach out to me and ask me to trade collections to you. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you want some advice on this, reach out. Yeah. And I'll help you a little. But just be active in the game and get to know other people. Yeah, man. So, all right. Well, let's say let's look at some collections that were bought uh, in Bakersfield. And uh, the top five properties that we saw get sold on the secondary market um, 
it's surprisingly low and you'll see what I'm talking about when I cover some of the num numbers for this. And, and I feel like overall Bakersfield just didn't, it didn't hit like the other cities like it Oakland. Peak. Yeah. I mean, it might be, it might be saturation at, at this point. Um, or also the fact that it's Bakersfield, right? I mean, no, <laughs> right. Kind of like no, Fresno originally. Yeah, Fresno. yeah. It's just uh, kind of like a meh type city. Yeah. And um, okay, I know sure. that the percentage like that was that was part of what was so funny when I when I was getting rid of my non collection properties in the in the general channel the other day. It was kind of just playing off of that like what what's the secondary market on on bakersfield right now and mm -hmm. it was just somewhat of a running joke that you know uh, 120 percent is is considered good when we've seen you know 1200 percent in oakland and staten island right yeah well when those were released we weren't looking forward to chicago either so now everybody's that's a, hoarding yeah, their cash yeah that's a good point so the top sale uh for the first time is well under 500k it's usually at least that and it's all the way down at 200,000 for wow. a downtown collection property check wong bought 1300 18th street off of our blue 42 uh, that is a 702 up square parcel that minted for about 50 Fifty thousand upics, so at two hundred thousand, it's like a four x, which which is good. Don't get me yeah, wrong; that's nothing to, to scoff at. Uh, a downtown is is the purple collection in Bakersfield, not the red like Oakland. So four x for that is pretty pretty darn good. But then looking at the second top sale, we drop all the way down to a hundred. In 11k, uh, def wow. yeah, that's a pretty huge drop off, right? Uh, yeah, Deforich bought 7500 District Boulevard, which I can't figure out the significance of this property, and, and there may not okay. be any because it's non collection. Uh, bought it off a cloth, cloth K, cloth K, uh, 2300 up square, minted for. Hundred and two thousand upics, approximately. So one eleven, man. Are they? What's point nine five? I, I didn't throw this on a calculator. Was that original buyer even? What were they even making off of that? Right. What as far as divs? No, as far as profit, because oh, they rented it for a hundred and one nine forty eight. One oh one. 498 times 0.95. Yeah, they made like 4K profit off of that. Um, no. If they minted for... Oh, wait a minute. I'm going the wrong way here. They minted for 101. Oh, duh. 111 times 0.95. Yeah, you're right. They barely made anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, excuse me. They did make a profit. Just not a very significant one. Right. It's looking like maybe what, like one hundred and four percent, something like that. Uh, possibly one hundred and one. 
Yeah, about that. So maybe that that's what was significant about it. It was a low markup. Sure. I tried looking up if it's anything in real life. I don't yeah, see. find anything there. Which, you know what, speaking of, and let me just go off subject here. So did, have, have you noticed the lack of, in Bakersfield, the uh, third-party API that pulls the labels in? Mm-hmm. Uh, have you noticed many of them? I mean, I, I can see them for sure. I don't know if it's predominantly... Uh, residential neighborhoods, but well, even, it's about as much as Fresno. Whoever cares is going to put them in because it's uh, crowdsourced, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it sure is. So no, I certainly see labels on here, but it's there. It's there nowhere. are. It's just nothing like what. Well, it's nowhere as dense as Manhattan because yeah, you're right. It's there's a lot more spread out residential here. There's not as much to mark. Period. Yeah. You don't have the density. So that was definitely something that I noticed when yeah. perusing. Yeah, well, I didn't until you mentioned it, but now I do. Yeah. All right. All right. What else sold? The Chester Ave collection is coming in at the t- uh, third on the top five for just right, uh, not big short of 100K. Uh Queber bought 29. K. K Weber. K. Weber. Or <clears throat> I'm, I'm sure that's first initial, last name. Okay. K. Weber uh, bought 2909 South Chester Ave off Tal 55 for 100K. And that's a 304 up square 39K mint property on Chester Ave, which is an exclusive. The orange collection, and that that's not a bad markup either, man. Like, no. do you see what I'm saying about, about these markups? About two and a half percent. Yeah, two and a half that's, times. That's nothing compared to other cities what yeah, we've right. seen. Like, this is uh, going back to like 2020 <laughs> markups on. Say, yeah, on on the San Francisco collections. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, I think people might have, maybe I've even gotten spoiled seeing the ridiculous markups on collection properties. Because when we come crashing back down like this, it's somewhat of a shock. Well, you mentioned crashing down too. Crypto took a real dump over the last week, and I wonder if that has something to do with it as well. Yeah, that, people that, just not wanting to bring the money in. Yeah, that's that could certainly be so. Um, the next one on the list again, uh, Jones D bought 3849 Jenkins Road off of Phila Lex. Phila Lex looks like it spells Philadelphia and his name is Alex. Hmm. Phil, Phil Alex. Alex. Phil Alex. Phil and Alex? It could be, yeah. Um, maybe his name is Philip Alexander. Yeah, possibly. Uh, spent 80,513 Opics. For a West Bakersfield collection property that was a seventeen twenty seven, so uh, one thousand seven hundred twenty seven up square, minted for approximately seventy two k. So again, just minimal minimal markup. Yeah, it's four thousand upx profit. Yeah, yeah, 
the uh, the spread just wasn't there on mm-hmm. a lot of these. And then last, but I guess it is least because it's also a non-collection. Uh, Jay Reininger bought 3501 Bernard Street off of Beaker, which was a 1400 up square 53k mint property uh bought it for just a shade under 60k so again like a maybe a 6000 upx profit which there's nothing wrong with with yeah. you know a profit is a profit especially if you're doing it in any kind of volume it's it becomes less and less significant um the more that you're the more that you're selling so don't get me wrong or, or, or take it out of context that you can only make huge percentage markup sales to uh, impress the guys on the Upix podcast show. That's certainly right. <laughs> not right. the case. I mean, if nothing else, it reliquifies you, and that's a win right there. Right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, that's what our, that's what our top five are, are looking like. I'll be... Uh, Looking forward to circling back to these to see if they've changed any in, in a week's time. Granted, another city doesn't release, so we don't have to switch gears and cover their yeah. sales. It's not looking like that's going to happen, though. So right. we'll get a second look at uh, these top sales next week. As far as the you numbers know, go, there were 3,700 uh, total sales, 3,741 to be exact. The Average sale price was surprisingly high, I think, for for a starter city, uh, 12.6K. And uh, the median was 5,750. And the mode, which is the number that appears most frequently in a data set, uh, the reason why this is relevant is this is the number that your buyers were most likely going to buy at and the sellers most likely to sell at and that number is 4,000 upix and right now the minimum the floor in bakersfield there's 140.95 and after that it's 4200 and up so it is slowly rising if we look at the mode next week it's probably going to be somewhere around 4300 right yeah yeah or 4199 doesn't take long to get up to 43, 42.33. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, these are all over the place. It'll be interesting to see what, what that is, actually. these There's not, not a whole lot of consistency with this pricing. No, it's just people going, oh, that was Bakersfield. Let me get ready for Chicago now. Right, right. Um, all right, well, we got a little bit of time left here. So I know that there's a few things going on in the community that definitely need uh, addressing by uh, by upland because we've got radio silence on uh, quite a few subjects and requests for a an answer um, mm-hmm. and they all revolve around the terms of service and I've personally okay. read the terms of of service from beginning to end. Have you been yeah. I have a, probably twice. Yeah. Not that I would remember everything in them. Right. Uh, I don't think that I could either, but I've certainly read them, and I can tell you that the times that I've read them were spread out, so I know that 
they haven't been updated recently. And I think that first and foremost, that's like one of the biggest opportunities as far as the upland.me website is concerned, right? So right. If the, the game is played on play.upland.me. So I'm not talking about what, you know, what could be improved there. I'm talking about the actual landing page and website that hosts their terms of service. I feel mm -hmm. like uh, updating it with, you know, the relevant rule changes or if there are anything that needs to be clarified or specifically called out that, that it be added. I know that one of the, I guess hot topics of discussion recently has been uh, OTC, which in context, I feel like the acronym is over the counter, same as like prescription and right. OTC drugs. Um, I don't know how that got related to um, transactions outside of the applications, so transactions involving either crypto or cash app or Venmo or whatever. But that's what they're called, and when you're when you hear that term in the community, OTC trades, that's what they're talking about. Um, it involves uh, a very high level of trust between two parties, since there's no there's no escrow service. I guess unless you you know you find somebody to be your your escrow service, you're going to be just I, trusted. I did run escrow service for a couple players once. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I was just I think I don't know that I. I mediated a, uh, I don't even know if mediated is the right word, but uh, the, I guess the first maybe mortgage, the, the the big transaction between Ben 68 and EH 0405 mm. were uh, that um, Ben needed a, I believe it was a media capital or, or skyline, some really high, high upics value property yeah, that he was going to get to fill his collection. We just talked about this, like not not him and I on the, the UDU interview that I did, but um, yeah, I, I was involved in that from the uh, perspective of just making sure that I'm was aware that somebody else was aware of all the terms. I think overseer. Now that I think back, was was the term that was used for it. Uh, overseer okay. of the, of the transaction and yeah i so the well, here's what i know of the official stance on on selling properties for for crypto outside of the game and i can point you to areas or channels in the discord server where it's clearly been stated by upland employees that we don't condone it right yeah. and so what's the definition of condone it's it's very interesting because I've seen it used recently. Um, funny enough, I think I ordered uh, pizza and the pizza box said that we don't condone putting this in the microwave, right? Like reheating oh. in the oven, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so the in the in that context, it's I'm not going to get in trouble by the pizza place if. I do, in fact, reheat it in the microwave. It's not like they're not going to send me pizza again, right? Right, right. Um, they just, they, they don't recommend it. They don't encourage it. They're not going to ever direct me to do that. That's what 
the context of the word means there. We don't condone it. So that's Upland's stance. Or very similarly on on you know trades outside of the game with cash or crypto, they're they're not going to tell you to do it, but they're also not you're not going to be penalized for doing it. And yeah. to my knowledge, nobody has ever been penalized for selling properties for crypto or for cash or for whatever they want. I know that the Upland Me website talks a lot about uh, true ownership and I can cite uh, passages in the terms of service that say um, the involving purchasing. In fact, I'm going to scroll to it right here and uh, it's under bullet point or, or list order number six purchases bullet point two virtual purchases and I can read it to you and you can interpret it the way that you feel like they're trying to communicate the point here and it says if you choose to make virtual purchases in the services such virtual purchases will be conducted and managed via blockchain technology so in in, in this first sentence they're talking about if you buy a prop if, if you mint something if you buy something secondary market etc it's going to be conducted and managed via the blockchain uh, your upland eos account will be made publicly visible when you engage in transaction using upix we will have no insight into or control over virtual purchases between users, nor are we able to reverse any transactions between users. Um, so is the, is the second sentence there still talking about only blockchain transactions in your interpretation, BDAG? I think you can interpret it the way you want. What is right, it it's a bit ambiguous. Bias? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it may be ambiguous, and um, there's there's more there's other uh, examples of ambiguity. And the only reason why I'm pointing it out is because this is uh, just I don't know. I feel like an area of opportunity um, because the last sentence here, accordingly, we will have no liability to you or to any third party. So third party would be anybody that you're choosing to engage with in a virtual purchase. Um, yeah, it doesn't say don't. It just says it's not our responsibility. You get screwed. Right, yes. So for any claims or damages that may arise as a result of virtual purchases. Right. It's like if you decide to sell your car uh, to another private party and it goes awry, don't go back to Toyota and say, hey, look, Right. I, I want I want compensation for something that they weren't even involved in. Yeah. Right. And then there's another passage that I should have had this ready to go. Where in in my opinion, the services and the virtual properties were very much two different entities. And there's a passage that says that they will have no control whatsoever over the uh, the properties once once they've been once they've been purchased, and we've seen that we we've, we've seen people mint properties that they shouldn't have minted right. through either error or you know nefarious means, and 
there's there's nothing that Upland can do about it because not only have they specified that here in the terms of service, but it would be you know counter to everything that the that the TOS stands for in regards to the ownership factor, right? The true ownership. Um, so that so that said, I don't think that um, this conversation about I was jailed because I sold properties yeah. over the counter is is a valid one. I so it doesn't have merit. It doesn't. I yeah, that's where. Out. So that's where I want to segue into. In the last two weeks, on two different occasions, several players in the same bunch were thrown into Alcatraz mm -hmm. under suspicion of multi-account abuse, which that is under uh, list item number two in the terms of service. Uh, it clearly states that uh, you are prohibited from playing with multiple accounts for the same service. So, yeah, easy enough. Yeah, it's obviously against the rules. I don't think there's any misinterpreting of that. You're prohibited from playing multiple accounts. So asset funneling and, and multiple account abuse was what this group of players was were jailed for. Now, I, I personally know several of the players in the first group that got that got jailed, and there was a second one that happened like two days ago. Oh yeah! Wow. Um, so, you know, it's it, it's a tough topic for I think those in the UCN channel because of how angry and adamant and aggressive and critical we have been over the last seven months about multi-account abuse and how blatant and obvious it appears to us. And why isn't Upland doing anything about it? Why are they allowing this to just continue and even, you know, fanning the flames of conspiracies and, and such? And so now that we see the process, you know, carrying itself out, although I don't feel like it's carrying it, I don't feel like they're very uh, accurate with whatever algorithm i don't think a, a person is reviewing these jailings although i could be i could be wrong on that more of a shotgun effect than a sniper rifle effect yeah definitely and a, a bigger problem with all of it is the fact that these first this first group of players this was like two or three weeks ago i believe it was the seventh of this month so we're now 17 13 i'm sorry 16 days and they're still in Alcatraz. Uh, I know that one of the players has been uh, very vocal and has done some YouTube videos and um, pointed out that they hadn't gotten any feedback on their on their case. And I've heard that before. Right, times. right, right. And by the time, I mean, at this point, the so the email that that, that they were sent said that. If you don't have a valid excuse or we find that you did in fact break the rules that you will your account will be suspended for 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 one month and like we're about there right um, so maybe you know 
in, in that particular case, I, I reviewed the accounts, and in my opinion, in my experience, there there was a very likely multi-account in that group of that first group that okay. that uh, that got sent. And in in my opinion, what happened is all of these players engaged in a behavior that looked like multi-account abuse because they were doing a over-the-counter transaction. So what happened was uh, is okay. I send you crypto through an app or I send you yeah. cash via cash app, but now I need all of my properties and how am I going to, how am I going to get those right. in, in a, in a uh, efficient manner? And the answer to that would be to sell them to the other, to, to the buyer at a significant discount. And when you're, when you're, moving all of your assets or a, or a large percentage of your properties to another player at significant discounts and way below mint like that's going to replicate multi-account abuse because that's what multi-accounters do they they right, funnel sure. the assets back to a main account and so it's you know the epitome of wrong place at the wrong time for the majority of the players in the first group they interacted again this is my opinion i don't have any i don't have access to any of the the data that upland used to incarcerate all of them but it's just my opinion that there was one bad actor in that group who multi-accounted and then engaged in transactions with four or five other players in a way that was very similar to what multi-accounting looks like. And that just coincidentally was OTC transactions. And that's why it, it may look like or can be twisted to look like that's why they were jailed. But yeah, uh, sure. That certainly was the case. And now the second group of players that just happened yesterday, um, I didn't I didn't dig into it this time, but I know at minimum three of the players being accused of multi-account abuse are, are unique players like that. I, that's just a fact, undeniable. Um, I, I think that there's less than a 0.0001% chance that they're the same person because then they would have to like really go out of their way for a really long time to have multiple personalities and, and interact with the community as a different person. And I just don't find that feasible. So what I know is that at least three of the of the five or so um, are unique players. And in fact, I had experience with one of the players. Um, I think, again, it was a wrong place at the wrong time. I know one of the players was running, uh, was doing a giveaway. So they're running a community event. And to give properties away, you can lower the, the the cost of them so that the winner doesn't have to pay uh, 20% of, of the mint price. They can pay, right. you know, 20% of the last purchase price because it's either or. It's either 20% of what it was minted for or 20% of the last thing that it was paid for. And I helped this player lower that 
purchase price, right? So I bought it mm -hmm. from them, then they bought it back from me. Yeah, got it. Um, and then that made the property so that when it would be given away, be at a very significant, significant discount off of the mint. Um, I don't know how much w was going on with that, but I feel like, again, it's just a, it was a matter of transacting with the wrong individual who, you know, I haven't dug into that one, so I don't, I don't, I guess I shouldn't speculate because I can't back it up with data. The, the first case I, you know, I, I can see and I could point out and make the case or at least present and say, this is why I look at this behavior. Um, with the second one, I didn't do that, but that's my suspicion that that's the case with that also. And, um, I guess if anybody from Upland is listening, uh, First and foremost, I guess I, I applaud the um, increase in, in reactive prevention. Um, again, I, I would rather see proactive than, than reactive because sure. in, in these instances, we, we're seeing that the reaction is not even close to accurate in a, in a lot. I would say 75% of uh, players from the first group didn't do anything wrong and were unjustly uh, penalized and likely the same, if not higher, in the second group. Um, proactive prevention would have a much higher success rate. I think that if you forced a KYC, which is a know your customer, which is a um, very common practice in crypto. In fact, I... I I'm not mistaken, like most require it. Most exchanges, especially in the United States, require you to provide ID, identification, to have an account with them. And I know that in the past that would that was overlooked because of how much of a negative impact it would have on, on users. And it was also counter to what Upland was trying to do. They were trying to, to bridge the, the gap between mainstream and crypto, right? And so if you take a practice that is well-known in crypto but looked down upon by mainstream because people aren't people don't like... I know that I didn't want to scan my ID and send it to some website. Like, that sounds... Sure. That's an awful idea. Why would I yeah. do that, right? But, you know, once you do it a few times, then you learn how to, you know research who you're sending it off to or you've gotten feedback from other people who've used that particular app and so i guess you're more trusting at that point but upland is i think has more than enough players i mean obviously we want to see it keep growing but i feel like the the excuse that we don't want a kyc because we're trying to bridge mainstream with crypto. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I would at minimum test it out. Why, why I guess it's still early. Right. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's a good point because, you know, at some point when we got fiat, fiat out for all, is it just going to rely on Tilia to do the KYC? Um, you're going to get people in Upland that are just going to continue funneling property used to a single account. And that account is going to be the KYC that then gets the fiat out. So it's just going to get worse. I think right. you need to you need to have yeah. every player, every player who wants to go beyond a certain level, 
or have access to fiat out or some combination of the two. It should somewhere. be the marketplace, the same as Uplander. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. If you, you uh, know, you, you can stay a visitor and renew your visa every day and collect properties and hold on to them and participate in treasure hunts and, and events and all of that. You just can't use the marketplace until you KYC. You know, sure. That, that would be what um, I think that would be a good proactive prevent preventative measure for multi-accounting. Yeah, sounds uh, good. So I guess back to the topic of the terms of service, things that need to be added. You know, another one is exactly what I said I helped this other player with um, that was doing the giveaway. That would be technically devaluing properties. Uh, the reason why it's not prohibited is because both of us were beyond pro status. Right. Uh, two players, or if any of the players are FSA eligible, it's according to a post from... 2020 maybe by a by a former upland employee in the discord like that's just ridiculous like do you see everything i just said there you know yeah. 2020 former employee said it in, in outside of the app that you can't do it like that's you know that's that's not that's not acceptable if right. devaluing properties for the sake of remaining fsa eligible is in fact against the rules it needs to be spelled out in fact there should be a subset of rules for fsa eligibility in the terms of service um, that could be a, a very uh useful and welcome addition in my opinion how do you feel about that yeah i think that's a good idea um update the tos and maybe even make it accessible from in-game is it not is it it's not no no it's not right. go under settings right or something no it is go under settings there's terms of use you gotta just go is into settings same? and scroll down up it goes to upland.me slash terms of service uh, yeah. oh yeah it does go there at that. least not that anybody i wonder how many times that link gets used but um the other thing I wanted to put out there too is ignorance is no excuse. Right. It's not in the real world. No, and it shouldn't be here either. It's just not a thing. I agree. Um, and I, you know, I, I would love to say at this point, like, well, as long as you're just playing an honest game and not trying to gain the system, you have nothing to worry about, but right. uh, that may not also be the case until uh, things are tightened up on the uh, upland side mm -hmm. with uh, at minimum the the response you know who, who knows if these players got a response back and I, I don't think that they did I don't know what kind of transparency there should be in regards to that if the fact that a player is in jail is transparent because you can see the the red J on their you know, sure. On the, yeah, on the that's profile. easy enough to see. And in real life, um, you know, when people don't are, aren't entitled to privacy, and, and uh, when they break the law, if you were incarcerated, I can go find out why. I can see, yeah. you know, I can I can see why you were whether you're guilty or not. If you've been in jail, I can find it publicly. 
public information and I, I feel like Upland should uh, at minimum, you know, I know that would be a lot to add and, and that's not really where they need to be applying their resources, but I don't also don't think it should be kept as uh, secretive as, as it is. I, I don't see why you couldn't add it to the property card that, that you know, or the profile or something, the reason why. Sure. Somebody. Yeah, what would you, multi-accounting versus, uh, right. well, I don't know, what else is Asset there? Asset uh, Yeah, devaluing properties. Or, you know, the, um, I feel like the first person, do you, were you around for the, the, uh, the hack where, I think that was the first person in Alcatraz. Maybe one of the veterans can confirm that. But I thought that Which like it wasn't one? even. It was like the the first big hack where it was like a kid. You're, well, it wasn't even a hack. It was just somebody found a list of of usernames and passwords right, that were still valid. Right, 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 right. Hack. Right, and that player I feel like was one of like the first in Alcatraz. Oh right. Maybe that's what they created it for I, I don't recall but it was definitely early on so that would be another uh, purpose I, I would say botting also um i we know that we've seen oh gosh that's a big one players thrown there for botting like, yeah and uh you know I, we're getting a little long on time here which is funny because we were concerned about our content before we started right but um just to add one more thing you know if you're if you're an alcatraz you shouldn't be able to to buy on a secondary market that's just ridiculous you I know, agree. It wouldn't happen in real life you you wouldn't be browsing zillow from your your cell and and, uh, and making purchases yeah, right exactly um so there's no logical reason why especially if somebody's in there for botting that they would be allowed to still use those services or if they're in there for multi-accounting, because oftentimes the uh, multi-accounter will use their referral link. Like the, it makes no logical sense to put somebody in Alcatraz and still have their referral link active. It's just right, ridiculous. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. So th th those two things I feel like need to be. Uh, I know that uh, X1 had mentioned that there were some changes coming to how Alcatraz works. So I would... Uh, implore that they add those two things. Um, you shouldn't be allowed to do anything if you, if you're an Alcatraz, including your referral link or or buying off secondary properties. So. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, I hate to end it on such a somber note. Do you have <laughs> anything more for our audience before we let them go? No, I think that was all good stuff. It's it's we usually we focus on what's happening in the game, but it's kind of cool to focus on aspects of the game from time to time for listeners. So it might be a little bit of a somber note, but on the other hand, it's a good reminder to those, the majority of you who are playing fair to keep up the good work and, and make it a fun and safe place for everybody. Awesome. All right. Well, very good. We will see you guys next week. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. My
start becoming obsession as soon as you begin Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in Welcome to Offland, grab your optics man On your way in the door, hit you with four grand Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping Over to moving and shocking, I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in optics